This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What the hell was that? It's getting stronger every time. Is it a blue moon? Look to the south. You might have noticed other tabaxis don't look exactly like me. Someone's going to die tonight. I might have met someone. It was only one night, right? Are you sending a letter? I, I appreciate having friends. What happened? You guys knew her for like five hours. What? Why are you so sweaty, Kraloth? And you see Kraloth is like pacing back and forth in front of Jack. I'm wondering what you can tell me about uh, love. Uh... <laughs> 
back to Dice Shame. This is episode 107, Heart to Heart. MVP this week is Nicole Lamana from Twitter, who is excited to share their thoughts on the wild animal intro. Can't imagine growing up with bears, cougars, and coyotes in your backyard. Thank you so much for listening. Halloween is just around the corner. Seance is an immersive audio experience for one, something you can do anywhere you have a chair and some headphones. Created by Mark Harris and our own Harlan Guthrie, it's been described as genuinely scary and fun, a perfect spooky season activity. Find Seance today on the Malevolent Podcast feed or by visiting malevolent.ca and find out what awaits you on the other side. And as a quick side note, thank you to everyone who voted for Malevolent in the Discover Pods Awards. Harlan took home second place in the audio drama category, an incredible achievement and something we are really proud of. Dog. <laughs> All right, shall we do this? Yeah, let's play some D&D. So Harlan does almost all of the cooking at our house. I'm a look, I'm a lucky woman. You're a lucky. lucky woman. You're a, a looker. Lucky, lucky. I'm a lucky You're woman. A lucky woman. And he can recreate stuff that we would get at restaurants, like Ooh. almost. You mean like heat up leftovers? I do that too. No, I mean, I mean, I can like you know take it out of the box. <laughs> And recreate oh, it on the plate. I get home from work and you're like, Joe, I made this food. That's what's and been happening. It's just like you ordered it and reheated it in the oven. Plating something is a skill, though. Making it look pretty is a different skill from cooking a food. It's true, which I can't do, but I can cook mm, the food. I, you, I can't do the plating thing. The you ah, well, you your plating is, is excellent as well. But uh, one thing that I find that you really can't make at home as Thanks. well as you could do in a restaurant not you just you oh. in general <laughs> no, just sushi Harlan. have you guys ever tried to do a sushi oh, home dinner? Yeah. i haven't but i have friends that do it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i don't know i mean sushi or sashimi sushi but sashimi too sushi. you can do it i, I mean I, I i mean i can know. roll it up and fish, stuff right? but it's just and put it on some rice yeah <laughs> but even that can you really do? Let's be honest here. We have a, a lovely sunfish on top of a <laughs> store-bought tilapia on top of this poorly cooked basmati right? I defrosted the bassa. <laughs> Chicken fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of those two. It's like pinching dumplings or something. Unless you do a thousand of them. Are you really any good at it? Mm-hmm. I've done yeah, you two get really sushi good rolls in my life, and they were strongly mediocre. And so yeah. <laughs> strongly <laughs> mediocre. Well, strongly. to me, there's like there's something to be said about a restaurant that maybe doesn't specialize in it, but mm. definitely makes enough of it to have certain ingredients on hand and to have the right tools to make it. Like for instance. At home pizza is fine. It's delicious, but it doesn't taste anywhere near it's not like uh, ordering a pizza. No. And the same goes with sushi. At home sushi is fine. At home fish and chips are fine. You can do all that, but you're never really going to be able to emulate a store or a place that only makes that thing and does it extremely well. Furthermore, I would argue that restaurants who have menus that are like too full, way too varied and too many items. I always kind of look at them with a little bit of side eye. If I were to get Harlan to recreate one kind of food from a restaurant, it would be the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. That shit is crack and delicious. He knows the chicken sandwich too. Oh man, yeah. listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a really good sandwich I enjoy from Kelsey's that uh, I can recreate to a T. The issue is it just takes so much work. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason. Crispy you know chicken? I mean? like, like deep to fried? make well to make a crispy chicken sandwich, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, chicken, easy. But 
dredge it, deep fry it so it's crispy, make the sauce, make the ranch dressing, cut up the tomatoes, cut up the, you know, the lettuce and whatever other toppings you're having. For what? Two well, sandwiches? Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's, it's genuinely Forget just not worth it. it. Yeah, it's, it's too much work. Mm-hmm. Which is why these things are so successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn restaurants. Although Swiss Chalet's closing. What? Really? For sure? Yeah. Like, in general? It's not legal? The conservatives couldn't turn it back around with their free Swiss Chalet thing. Did you hear about that? No. no what? When Aaron O'Toole was like... And for a limited time, if conservatives are in power, you can go to Swiss Chalet and get 25% are off. Are you what the, fucking what kidding me? He's like, trying to offer coupons so for Swiss it's, Chalet? It's really funny. The conservatives have nothing but buck a beer and chicken. And it's like, hey, we're, we're just going <laughs> to eat some chicken and we're going to try and just let us run a government. Leave us alone. Well, it's it's interesting because I saw that advertisement before the election, obviously, and I was like, well, that's stupid, but whatever. <laughs> and then the, today, uh, I just read that they're closing like... Five Swiss Chalet locations, and I was like, "Ah, oh, Swiss Chalet really went all in on they the O'Toole platform of please out. get people to come into our restaurant." I've only been to a Swiss Chalet <laughs> once, actually. It's just wasn't a thing out west, and I, I don't know. I've never been. Yeah. There. I've been a few times. It's fine. They're it's, okay. It's, they are. Old. Yeah, it's definitely solidly in the medium quality. Yeah, it's yeah. as Rob would yeah. say, strongly mediocre. Yeah, strongly right. mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like some good takeout, though. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I might be ordering tonight, actually. Ooh. Usually this is what happens on Friday night. Yeah, you get a yeah. pizza. I get That's a pizza. I might order some Popeyes. We'll see. And then for some reason, we end up seeing your feet. And we see your you feet eat pizza, and then you get your feet out. That's the Justin oh, no. guarantee. <laughs> this is the feet Oh, that's what it is. This is he this gets is... sleepy, I get, and he reclines. I back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I need one so of those. Got a more laid back Kraloth somehow. I don't know what you, you know what we need to do. We need to. Kraloth needs to relax. <laughs> once once the Patreon, we'll, we'll just spend our Patreon money on a mansion. And then okay. oh, yeah. yes. we'll all live uh-huh. there. It'll be like Big Brother. And we'll have mm-hmm. a room yep. where we record Dice Shame where we all have couches, lounge chairs. Or lo- lounge yep. chairs where we could put our feet up yep. and just like a mic that comes to our face and a beer. And we all like think that's good for audio is lying so, mm-hmm. down. Yeah, it always really sounds good. <laughs> well, Kurt Cobain did it. That's true. Kurt, Kurt Cobain, Cobain recorded his entire album on his back. He did. Yeah. All right. How's he doing yeah. now? Well, I feel then. like we already had this conversation. <laughs> oh, he's doing great. He's, no, yeah, he's he hasn't gotten up since. But maybe I just yeah. heard this he's recently. Lying down to this day. Yeah, <laughs> some he would is. say. Yes. Do you hear about the Nirvana kid who's like suing them because his penis was on the album of that Nevermind we album? We have had this conversation on Days Shape. No, you're having deja vu, my friend. Maybe it was Invictus. I feel like we have. He's suing. He's suing Nirvana. Yeah, Yeah. the baby who who was naked on that cover. That baby has a lawsuit. Who's grown up and now been like, I was exploited. Now he's a big baby. Well, it's funny because at first I was like, Oh come on, and then I was like, I thought about it. I was like, Well, I mean, I like kind of right. I mean, someone took a picture of this kid. Was he given royalties? They used it. No, he gets nothing. He's never gotten anything, right? They're just this this, like cultural icon of this baby photo. Now, I don't know. Like really, is he entitled to it? I genuinely don't know. But from dismissing it outright and then thinking about it, I kind of was like, oh, well, you know what? Yeah, that is kind of fucked up. So like, you came back around on the baby penis issue. I think he should have been getting some residuals or something when he turned Personally, it's like, know. well, what took you so long, huh? Yeah, j- I, big baby. Come on. I, <laughs> that that album was released in like 92? 1991. Statute of Limitations. God. He kind of had to like, grow, come on. grow up. You couldn't have brought this up in 94? <laughs> go to school. 30 years ago? Oh, my God. 30 years ago. <laughs> when you were still a child? Was that 30 years ago? You're old, and you're old, and you're 91 old. 91 to t- 2001 to t- 20. Is he my age? <laughs> 
Was I the kid? It was you, Justin. I don't think it was me. Inception. <laughs> it was always There's you. something about that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That I, I just get a feeling it wasn't me. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um, anyway, is this the intro? Yeah, should, should we... we play some D&D? Let's do it. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> that's right. We're playing D&D. <laughs> Let's do yeah. it. Yes. Oh, wait. Yes. Yes. And then yes. Henry, when he yeah. grows up, will sue us for being in an episode and not getting the royalties. So. Earlier this evening, you arrived at the sacred hills of the Griffin tribe's spirit mound, Shining White, to uncover a giant relic for the Oracle. You found the site to be desecrated and dug below the shattered altar to find two halves of a cloud giant's porcelain mask. As a mist shimmered out of the ground, you heard regretful whispers from ghostly figures and then came face to face with the Hunt Lords, who had once again caught your scent and found you here. After a hard-fought battle culminating in the reanimation of a barbarian's corpse and its skeletal griffin mount, we find our heroes in the dark on the frozen hills of this holy graveyard. What the hell was that? That was not what we fought before. It looked like a... It looked like a barbarian. It's getting stronger every time. That's right. What do you mean every time? Every time we kill the Hunt Lords, they, they find a new body and they take some of the power with them and, and get whatever powers their, their new body has. Who knows uh, who was buried here? But never that quickly. It, it always had green eyes. That one had violet eyes. It, I feel like something different. We need to get the hell out of here. Yeah, we really do need to get out of here. We've got the mask. We gotta get moving. Hold on. Do you see anything, Brett? I don't see anything. Not in this storm. Let's just get the hell out of here. Something feels off about that whole thing. Of course. I think Jack raises his hand and puts up the, the like illusion signal to try and call down the airship to, to come and pick us up again. Mm-hmm. Wand drawn kind of back to everybody so we're all facing a direction. to. Yeah. I think Red is like frantically turning around. Real, real shook. After a few moments, the airship hovers into view, lanterns hung from the deck, making small points of light and marking its passage. The ladder unrolls with a clatter to permit your ascent. Oh, what a clattering ladder. (laughs) Uh, Jack's happy to start climbing as soon as he can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Red does the same. I think Doran takes up the rear. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Doran is the last one up the ladder. Phrasing. You're taking up the rear, Doran? (laughs) (laughs) Doran, take it up the rear. Come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll I'll bring it. I'll bring it. You're coming right behind me, right? <laughs> I'm coming in the rear. <laughs> okay, Doran, loosen up. <laughs> Kraloth's coming in your rear. Let's go. Before Kraloth uh, jumps on the ladder, he turns back and I think he catches eyes with Captain Tranieros, who's standing ominously behind. His presence urging him forward. Mm-hmm. And he turns back and stoically climbs the ladder. Stay close on my rear, Doran. <laughs> Get right up there, Doran. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm following everybody quite closely. I don't want to be left here. Doran begins to climb the ladder. I hope you can get up. It's uh, It's been a long day. Don't be self-conscious if you can't get it up. Get up. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I'm, I'm getting up. I'm stiff. I'm cold. Yeah, I can tell you're <laughs> climbing real stiff. Use your hands if you need to. It's It's a good thing he wields Orc Splitter, right? Yeah. You can do anything! (laughs) Kraloff gets to the top, just uh, lights a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you so sweaty, (laughs) Kraloff? I have no comeback. (laughs) Such heights. 
ecstatic. It's good. So as you're all aboard, the airship takes off and turns north again because your next stop will be the Great Worm Cavern. What's the name of the airship? Sylvester. What did you call it? <laughs> I was going to say Jessica. I, 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 I would Jessica. Sylvester Jessica. The beautiful airship. No, 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 no. It's got to have a noble name. Like Queen Sylvester Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. I think Doran takes this opportunity, and, and as he gets to the top of the ladder, he sees that there's another ladder going up the side of the balloon to a crow's nest that sits atop of the balloon. And he's just he's going to climb up and, and take that spot for the next little while. Sure. I mean, it's dark out, but you can absolutely do some stargazing from up there if you like. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. I feel like Red watches Doran climb up and then looks towards Jack and Kraloth, and he's like... I'll go make sure he doesn't fall. And Red follows him. It's like an infant. Just hold the railing, bud. Hold the railing. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Kraloth walks over to the the edge of the ship and leans over and just looks out over the very dim horizon, leaning out the wind whipping through his scalp. (laughs) (laughs) he turns back to uh jack and says just a beautiful night tonight hey i mean jack can't feel the cold much anymore and he's still shivering just thinking about the hunt lords following them and and whether or not this airship moves fast enough to sort of shake him and uh, he he stands behind kraloth and says I mean, it's it's one more evening we get to see anyways, so that's that's something. Oh, and Kraloth kind of tilts his head and says, yeah, I guess it has been a, a busy week. Uh, truth be told, I, I, this is all I've ever known in life. Monsters rising up from graves, having to vanquish them, moving on, killing more monsters. I guess this is a lot newer for you than it is for me, eh? I mean, it, parts of it are remarkably familiar you know how how fun was it to get to spend a little bit of today in a in a dig site Mm. finding artifacts from long lost civilizations almost trying to put together the pieces what it all means is it this mask is really important to the griffin tribe but also it was originally a giant artifact who's got the bigger claim to it yeah let alone it isn't doing much good under the ground yeah fair Doran and Red, you guys have climbed to the top of this balloon and are sitting in a crow's nest. It's remarkably stable up here for how precarious it would seem to be perched atop a balloon. Mm-hmm. I still feel like when Doran like leans over, Red just grabs his belt. It's like, <laughs> like he's a toddler. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, not too far. Oh, not to worry. And then that's when you notice that uh, Doran tugs the rope that he's tied to his own belt mm. that's attached to the, an anchor point on the top of the crow's mm-hmm. nest. Clever. And Red does the same. He sort of grabs a rope and ties it to the back of his belt. He's like, mm. that reminds me of the time I had a tail. You used to have a tail? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, don't you find it uh, affects your balance without having a tail? Uh, it was removed when I was so young that I managed to, uh, you know, it was a tough time, Doran. It was taken when I was very young. Who would take your tail? Well, uh, it's a long story. Uh, 
Well, we don't have to talk about it. That's okay. Cool. Look at the night air. Yeah, look at it. In between the clouds, you can see the stars. You say, speaking of things we don't need to talk about, are you going to tell them about, uh, you know... Your tale? No, Dorin. The thing you told me. Oh, oh, oh. You know. You know. When Captain Chaos Hammer oh, confronted you. Doran's face kind of goes a little bit shocked. Maybe you don't see it because it's dark, but Doran kind of continues to stare up at the night sky. Chaos Hammer? Oh, what? Oh, not well. All in good time, my friend. But, uh, you know... I really did want to know about your tale. I was only, uh, I was only trying to be kind. I mean, I'm sure we could have long conversations about our pasts here if if we really wanted to. Well, I mean, I wasn't supposed to be born to who I was born to. Oh, I wasn't uh, proper in a way. You might have noticed other tabaxis don't look exactly like me. Yeah, I've, I have noticed that actually a little bit, but uh, yeah, I just figured it was maybe the region of the place you were from. No, no, it wasn't. Um, I'm what you call a bit of a, well, runt would be a kind way to put it, mm. but um, unwanted is what I was heard a lot of when I was younger. I grew up in a place that made me feel very wrong to be alive. Uh, and, and part of this, and he gestures to his ears and then vaguely to his tail, was a way of, I guess, them making me fit in. I'm sorry to hear about that. And, and as you know, I mean, we, we all have things in our past that we're ashamed of, you know? Ah. I think we should do our best to let others in on maybe our feelings and what we're thinking. It would certainly strengthen our relationship with, well, especially, you know, Kraloth and Jack down there. Maybe even your daughter. Have you ever told your daughter about your... No, 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 no. I've, I've never told anyone but you. And It's not something I'm keen to share. It's something that hurts to remember. If I'm being honest, I won't say anything about it. It will stay with me. Quite frankly, I, 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 I can't understand why it happened to you because to me, you seem like a perfectly uh, excellent individual, I have to say. Well, thank you, Doran. And, and to me, you've been nothing but a hero. Well, and thank you. There's something else um, that maybe I should mention. Yeah, maybe me too. You first. Uh, hey, Red, Doran, there's uh, there's some lights in the sky. <laughs> Look to the south. There's stars. <laughs> and <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> no, no, not stars. There's, it's it, Jack says it's some sort of aurora oh, cool. something. Oh. It's lighting up the tears of Saloon. Hey, look at that, Doran. Oh, yeah. Back down in the belly of the airship, I feel like we see Kraloth and Jack huddled together over um, a table with a lantern swinging above them, giving a warm glow to the room. The other cultists are walking around, attending to the various chores uh, aboard this 
airship. And you have a little bit of time alone without the more um, <laughs> boisterous members of the party. The two revealing their deepest, <laughs> darkest truths. <Yeah. laughs> the boisterous thing. <laughs> As Kraloth and Jack get inside to get out of the cold, Kraloth moves to go to his bed or his hammock, and he stops and turns back to Jack and says, Hey, uh, Jack, I wonder if I could ask you a, a personal question. <clears throat> sure. What's on your mind? Well, I mean, you, you're a knowledgeable man. You, you know a lot about the world and, um, you know, in the books that you've read. And uh, I'm wondering what you can tell me about uh, love. <laughs> uh, wow. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a subject, I think, very poorly covered academically. <laughs> I mean, is there any, anything specific you have in mind or what are you feeling some things here yeah i'm just wondering what he well i mean f- full disclosure um i might have met someone oh yeah yeah some some um you were you were back in town we we went on that trip to uh, uh Gather's estate and uh, <laughs> uh well uh and Kraloth sits down heavily and bashfully puts a hand to his face and says uh, uh turns out miss Sindergather is uh quite lovely and enchanting it's like a, there was a spell put on me or something well, could you, it have been a charm spell it was only one night right uh, yeah yeah you'd only known this woman at a, a few hours so i, I mean you, you're you're talking about something almost fairy tale asking you know uh, what what happened oh well uh uh she she came into the room and i felt my heart just do all sorts of gymnastics and i i couldn't really think properly and my hands got all sweaty <laughs> and i just completely lost track of everything else in the room besides her and uh i uh really want to speak with her again and and just be around her and talk to her um just be close i mean that that certainly sounds like like you met someone important and and i mean that's that's one of the hardest things i've discovered i guess i've known it all along but really recently has brought it into highlight that this this amount of travel that we have to do is really hard. I mean, I hard enough that I invented a whole spell to try and keep in touch with people and and get to see their faces sometimes cuz otherwise only getting to see Torin after so many life and death calls it's It was a feeling I'd never felt before, Jack. I mean, if what you feel for Torin is is in some way similar to what I <laughs> maybe foolishly feel for Marina, uh, I completely understand why you'd put all the work in to develop a spell like that. And uh, quite frankly, I'm I'm glad that you have uh, because this is the reason why I was hoping that, that uh, you could show me how to use it or help me send a message. 
hell yeah let's let's write a letter um and and jack starts taking out putting aside all all of his stuff that that was you know for resummoning here and and puts that all in one pile and starts to pull out parchment (laughs) and and magical inks and and you know bespelled ground up pigments to go onto this parchment and you know sort of explains how to Kraloth's letter can reach anyone and it can even have like an audio visual component in addition to whatever you write down like you could share however much of yourself you'd like well well, well hold on jack i uh there, there there's something else cuz um i mean what i feel for this woman is is something but uh i'm just not entirely convinced that it can be love and i wouldn't want to send the wrong impression um, so I, I, I'm hesitant about uh, committing to this decision because uh, I, I'm not fully sure that I'm capable. You had a really great experience with a person who you've known for a handful of hours. And it sounds like you'd like to spend some more hours with this person eventually to figure out, to answer some of those questions you have. She sounds lovely. I'd love to meet her. You know, you don't need to look at this like sending her a letter says anything more than, hey, you're nice and we should be friends, right? This doesn't, you're not, you're not committing to anything. You're just saying a couple of days ago, that was a great reprieve from a life of horror and adventure on the road. And if we could find another space and time where we could occupy the same space and time, that would be nice. Oh, oh, that's good, Jack. Write that down. Write that down. I really like that. <laughs> and Kraloth shakes his head and whatever was bothering him seems to have been mollified for now and says, okay, well, uh, yeah, how do we get started? Should I just tell you what I want to say to her? Yeah, tell me tell me what you'd like to, to have happen and, uh, and you'll get to see it all before it gets sent so we can make any changes you like. All right. All right. And Kraloth begins to orate. Lady Marina Syndergaard, it has been not very long since our last correspondence when I met you and slew those demons with my friends. You were an exceptional hostess and your canapes were fantastic. I particularly like the, fr- the, 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 the shrimp ones in, the, in the, the, the batter. And I also really like those little egg things that were, uh, that, that, that were baked, you know, like an egg bite type thing. Those were delicious. I'll, I'll need to get the... Uh, that's it, a quiche. I would love to get the recipe for that sometime. Also... We were talking about your orchard in the summertime, and you were saying it was quite beautiful. I would love to come back and and try those fruits. I haven't gone very far since we met. I'm on an airship right now with my friends uh, Red and Doran. You met them, and uh, my friend Jack as well. And we just slew some undead hunters. Excuse me. Hunters, they're 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 following. How long us. does this message get to be? <laughs> uh, I mean, you got five characters left. 
I think we've got a page <laughs> yeah. of paper. Uh, L U V U C. Anyway, I just wanted to say that this won't be the last of the letters you receive from me. I hope to get some letters from you because I think you're pretty great. Take care, Marina, and let me know if any more of those demon things come for you. Lock your doors. Do you want to include a recipe for her to try? Oh, that's a good idea, Jack. Uh, yeah, here is P.S. Here is my trademark recipe. It's not really trademarked. For blueberry scones, you can use it as much as you like, and I hope you love them as much as I do. <laughs> I'm eating one right now. Red and Doran come downstairs. Yes. Yeah. The door flies open and Red and Doran are walking in. Oh. No, tomorrow's a blue moon. It'll be a boon. Tonight's a red moon. You're near a lagoon. That's how it goes, Doran. The blue mean, it means it's a good thing. The oh. red moon means nothing. You don't know what you're talking about. No, no, no. And you see Kraloth is like pacing back and forth in front of Jack, who's kind of half writing, half spell casting this... <laughs> recipe it's almost it gets like a cooking show-esque air because there's a little illusion that gets to go with the end of it and so you get to see Kraloth making these scones with love where his passion really comes across and then mm-hmm. it's sort of hidden in this letter that gets folded up um yeah and she gets the smell as well oh yeah oh it's Kraloth cooking for oh what are you cooking for cooking what are you are you sending that? a letter i thought i oh, saw you cooking oh uh mm, let me see uh, let me see red walks over and oh, like looks uh, over jack's shoulder it. let me smell it's it's, yeah. Okay. That's good. Uh, that's I w- well. That I was one speaking that, from the heart. I, that one's a bit. I don't know. Well, I don't know. This. Uh, you, I don't, that you, word I wouldn't like use. It? I wouldn't. You're smarter than this. I, you, you, yeah. Well, you, there's am a I lot of ums here. Am I smarter than this? <laughs> Jack, maybe cut out some of the ums. Jack tosses the letter into the air and it disappears in a poof of magic. Oh God! <laughs> the letter sent. What? Sorry, Kraloth. <laughs> Should I have edited it? I would have. Oh, well, uh... You didn't come across like that in front of her. Yeah, you, maybe You were much right. more poignant. Well, I... Kraloth, this was very you. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe you're right, Red. Uh, uh, is there a way to undo it, Jack? <laughs> oh, no. You can't unsend the email, my friend. <laughs> Kraloth, you, you came across as an authentic, lovely version of yourself. Who who wouldn't want to spend more time with you? Mm. Who Who did you send your letter to? He sent it to Marina Cindergather. Oh. Oh, Mariana. Well, we don't we what, don't have to what? talk about this anymore. Mariana? <laughs> no, it's good. I think you I'm, should definitely I'm really, reach out to her. I'm really happy for you, Kraloth. I, I I sincerely <laughs> hope you the very best. And he walks up and shakes your hand a little well, too I, long. Well, I don't what I don't know what happened? You guys knew her for like five hours. What? I don't oh, know. Oh, shit went down, Jack. Shit went down. Anyway, as long as you didn't mention scones, she hated blueberries, remember? I think it'll be fine. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Doran's still shaking I, I, uh, hand. I, Nothing went down. It doesn't necessarily mean anything, Doran. It just so happens that I really enjoyed spending time with her. And oh, of course. Maybe this will mean that we're friends. Oh, of course. I don't know what's what's going to happen next, but I thought that maybe sending her a nice letter about how we slew those mean demons of course. would be uh, well-received. Of course. Yeah. Are you all right, Doran? 
Of course. Hey, Doran's fine. Don't worry about it. Doran, you're fine, right? Of course. See, he's fine. Of course. Hey, settle a debate for us. Of course. It's uh, tonight's a blue moon, tomorrow's a boon. Tonight's a red moon, you're near a lagoon. Am I right or am I wrong? Tonight's a blue moon, tomorrow's um, a boon. I, I don't. I don't think if you check the almanacs that there's a lot of evidence to Tomorrow's back much of that up. Moon. I think the moon is a little <laughs> bit blue tonight because we're coming up on the solstice lagoon. on the twentieth, and so you're starting to see the shorter or the longer nights and the shorter. So tomorrow's days. a boon. See, Jack gets it. Tomorrow's Grayloth, right? Huh? Tonight's blue moon is tomorrow's red lagoon. Is it a blue moon? It's the same difference. Someone's gonna die tonight. What? I'm gonna summon Kieran. <laughs> Night turns into day. And you are once more cruising over the tops of the Lurkwood Forest. You know, it's quite nice, Doran says, turning over in the in his bed in the morning. Fluffy sheets pushed up against his face. Oh, no, you've got a hammock. Red lying on the floor right below you. What's that, Doran? Doran turns over and says, You know, it is awfully nice being able to catch up on a little bit of sleep on this long airship. It's comfortable. It's cozy it, it creaks it's pretty cool it's got crayloth hey yeah, crayloth's cool <laughs> you know here we are and, you need you know i just I, I i think we needed this a little bit of rest in between you know mm. feeling appreciative doran i am very much so yeah mm. yeah yeah me too let's all go around and say one thing we appreciate i appreciate shale Come here. Well, I I appreciate having friends mm-hmm. that, that I can trust here, you know, and that don't frown upon me for making mistakes. More on that later. I mean, Jack raises a cup of tea that he's drinking for the morning and says, cheers to friends. Absolutely. Uh, mm, you know, our, friends. my life is in your hands and thank you for being stewards of it. These hands? Red says, looking at his paws. Oh, I- I'm grateful for airships in general. I mean, this would take us a lot longer to get around if we didn't have this yeah. handy-dandy airship taking us to all these places. You make a great point, Kraloth. It's nice. It's weird, though, right? Yeah, the, the the dragon cultists who run it and the dragon who's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Just use my airship. It, it, it's fine. I, won't, I don't... Yeah, it's a bit weird. Like, I, I feel pretty nervous about that. I can't put mm. those bits out of my head. Yeah, plus it looks kind of dorky. I think Red puts Shale in his little, like, baby pen and walks over to the table to sit next to Jack and, like, pulls out his plate and fork. Obviously, everyone has their own mess kit. Mm-hmm. I think Red just, like, wipes the bacon grease from last night off onto his shirt and puts it down and, like, scoops some porridge on it. And he's like, I get the same feeling. It's a little bit weird. I feel like we're being, like, kept, you know? Yeah. Um, taken care of. Yeah. Hey, can I get some more bacon over here? We ate it yesterday, Doran. Oh, sorry. A- um, Who are you yelling at? Are they cooking for us on this <laughs> yeah, ship? Or do we we're, cook our own food? No, I think we're... I feel like it's us in our own little galley. Uh, like, yeah. our own little... I mean, I think it's a shared kitchen. I just don't think they care about us. They're taking care of steering the ship <laughs> where you ask them to steer it to and not much else. <laughs> so Doran yells off to nobody. Kraloth hands you some pork And jerky. also Damien is on watching shale duty. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually been Kraloth cooking for us the whole time. Yeah. And I'm, th- and I'm thinking yeah, it's like yeah. servants that work for the ship. <laughs> and I fed the last piece of bacon to Kieran and I feel real bad about <laughs> it. Where, where are those people that have been making our food this entire time? It's been Kraloth. Get out of bed, Doran. Oh. We're all up. Oh. Look, uh, 
we should talk about our next steps, though. Mm. Uh, we learned a lot about what's going on from the Oracle, and obviously we're planning on now going to these burial sites and collecting the items and bringing them back to the Oracle, but, uh, you know, there's been some heavy revelations. It's taken me a while to let them sink in, but uh, the doom of the desert hmm. has been one that's floating around my mind. Uh, that was a, a dragon, and uh, I took a look at this, uh, and Red pulls out Chasloth's book. I was wondering when you guys were going to bring that up again. Yeah, and he flips to an earmarked page and uh, just rips it open. Uh, I've read this a few times now, but uh, listen to this. It says, Imrith is an ancient blue dragon that's known to dwell in the Amarok Desert. I think this is the one that the Oracle was referring to when they said that they were manipulating the court. He's the one behind it all. Mm. It was the queen who disappeared first, and then the king, and now their daughters are in charge. So do we think he's behind the disappearance, or he's behind the daughter's dissolution of whatever's going on? I I don't know, but we know that this, and I pull out the conch, we know that this brings us to the court, to the Stort Kings. Mm -hmm. And we know that Imrath is manipulating the court, so we can logically assume that it is the Storm King's court that he is obviously manipulating, and being that the king and the queen are gone and the daughters are in charge, it might stand to reason that they're the ones being manipulated, since the oracle didn't say that they were manipulated, but they are being manipulated. These three daughters might be the crux of it. Hmm. Don't don't eat soup out of the conch! And I take it back. (laughs) We're also trying to find three more of these conches, right? Right. Yes, and we'll get them once we return these artifacts. Like the one that I have here. How many more artifacts are we looking for? Because we found this giant's mask. Well, we're looking for three more. Right, so we need four conks and four artifacts. Now, we also know that Chezaran and Anaxasta are also rude twin blue dragons that live in the desert as well. Whether they have anything to do with Imrith, a blue dragon who lives in the desert... We don't know. However, we do know that Imrith is an ancient dragon, which could mean that he's the ones pulling the strings, mm-hmm. at least between the dragons. You know, they could be working for him. I don't know how the loyalties of blue dragons shake out. Hmm. Why do you think he's doing this? Or she? What? Are, what is their motivations for stirring up things with the giants? Is there some sort of play here? Well, we know that the war between the dragons and giant kind has been long-standing. Mm. Obviously, uh, at the very least, there's an element of upheaval within the giants. They're killing each other. We see mm. characters like Harshnag destroying his own kind, and mm. and having them all sort of focus inwardly and combat against each other must be beneficial to the dragons. Yeah, and, and what better way than to infiltrate the king's court... And start speaking and manipulating those in charge, seeing as how the king is not there. Hmm. Uh, then, you know, what better way to, to defeat your enemy than from the inside? That's an age-old strategy. But what's the next move? So uh, the dragon has been successful in creating this upheaval, like you say. Mm-hmm. What do you think the dragon's going to do next now that stage one of their plan is in place? Well, we know that the conches bring us to the king's court. And we know that our path, as those who are part of the reordening, yeah. is to go there. So 
we must eventually be seeking an audience with the dragon. No, with the Storm King. Or, or, or the dragon. You got halfway there. <laughs> with the Storm Kings. We know Clouth, this big red dragon, is helping us out with this ship, meaning at face value at least doesn't want our kind of trouble in their territory any longer. And we know Clagiliumatar, old Nawbone, this, this green dragon oracle was helping us out. Is the strife among the giants some sort of proxy war among dragons? Uh. Like, are we just pieces on a great chessboard for them? Yeah. Like, are we the pawns or the knights? Well, you mean are the, are the giants the pawns to the dragons? Well, yeah. And are we, are we in just another piece in that game between them? We're like smaller pawns, like <laughs> tiny, tiny little pawns that, that ride on the shoulders of the other pawns. Maybe. You think maybe these dragons have, you know, stake in what giant lands on top? I don't know. I, I don't think there's any reason to assume these dragons are all friends and on the same side. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying, Jack. That's a great point. I think, I think having there be chaos between all these giants puts a lot of problems in other dragons' territory. Maybe there aren't a lot of giants in the Onrock Desert. And so the, the doom of the desert doesn't care. Not going to be worried, but it puts a lot of strife elsewhere. But to what end? I think Kraloth asked that question, and I don't know that we have the answer yet. You know, if these dragons are all sort of in it for their own, you know, if we assume that Imrith is acting on his own accord, then what does the red dragon Clouth stand to gain by aiding us, you know? And and what does what do the other dragons, you know? Th- there's obviously a play here because the red dragon could easily just sit out. This airship is awfully comfortable, but it feels like we're... We're floating on the tongue of a big red dragon could swallow us up in one moment. I don't like it. Thank you once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Christopher Ryan Evans, Merlin, Mitchell Cadwell, Ashley and JB, Michael and Brianna Weber, Colin Burkhart, Daniel, Doug, Jessica Orrit, Jonah Goldman, and Mari Kaniski. See you soon! Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.